This is episode 425 for June 2016. You're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. We're celebrating our 10th year of this podcast, and I appreciate you listening all these years, and also still making us the number one most listened to Spider-Man-related podcast on the web. I appreciate that, gang. Also, I, if you like this podcast, I'd appreciate your support. Log on to our front page of our newly redesigned website. Look on the right-hand side for a banner ad that says support this site via PayPal. And if you would drop a donation in there to help us pay the bandwidth costs that it takes to support 400-plus episodes up on our server, I'd appreciate it. All right, gang, on with the news. We're going to start off with iTunes reviews, and we've got two since last we um, did iTunes reviews. Uh, We didn't have any in April or May, but we have two in June, so we're going to read the first one. The first one's kind of confusing, but I'll read it anyway. It's by Davis Smock. Um, his subject title is, I'm going to complain, but I like Dan and the Clone Wars reviewer. I don't know what that means, but, um, he says, quote, Me? is it you? You don't uh, do Clone Wars. That's Star-, that's Star Wars is Clone Wars, but alas, quote, first of all, Clone Wars is almost as good as Iron Man three. Just saying. <laughs> Maybe he's talking about Star Wars. I don't know. I, I don't, anyway, you guys and gal, Ashley, he's talking about you. Oh my god, I get a shout out. Are awesome. And keep it up. You guys are hilarious. There you go. Okay, thank you very much, Davis Smock. I don't remember when we talked about Star Wars, but uh, alas, who's fiddling? What's happening? Oh, that would be me. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm fiddler. He fiddles. You, you, fiddle. Uh, power fiddling of. Fiddling on the roof. There we go. Pa- <laughs> if you were a rich man. Which you can buy on iTunes. Anyway, back to iTunes. Look at that segue, bringing it back. Power of Hope wrote uh, on June 6th, uh, five out of five stars. Quote of the subject title is, If This Be My Destiny. Uh, His his, uh, reviews is, quote, This is by far, in caps, the best Spider-Man-based podcast I've found on the internet to date. This is not for the faint of heart. This is not for the sissy spider fans that eat up everything Marvel puts out. Come here if you want honest feedback based on history and a deep knowledge of the character. The host, along with the panel, know the ins and outs of the true Peter Parker. They know how he should be written, and they take a direct approach to assessing the pros and cons of the new material. I've been listening for more than 200 episodes, and I agree with much of what the cast says. They love the character, and they want to see him succeed and be read by a wider audience, but not at the cost of crappy, off-base writing. The panel offers constructive, detailed criticism to each aspect of the books, and while some see their negative or neutral reviews are misguided, 
I see it simply as the speaking of the truth. Just because the books sell decently doesn't mean they couldn't be written better for the character. I prefer an intelligent, witty Peter Parker, and for the last few years he has not existed. So I will keep listening as long as they keep posting. If you're on the fence about listening, give it a few weeks. You will find that even if you don't agree with what they say, their knowledge is undeniable, and their perspective will make you look at the media in a new light. Thanks for everything. That was very nice and well-written, Power of Hope. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, again, if you'd like to leave an iTunes review, just type in Spider-Man, and we're one of the first things that pops up on iTunes. Also, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, if you go onto the front page of SpiderManCrawlspace.com, there's a new website. Uh, it, Zach, when was the last time I updated it? 2008? 2007. 2007 was the last time we put a new coat of paint on this thing. Uh, and I like it. I think it looks uh, it's a lot more mobile-friendly. Uh, yes. It, uh, it, uh, it's, we got to fix the slider. That's the only thing we're still working on at the, at the moment. Was, yeah, as it we're looks great. It looks great. But, thank uh, you, and thank you to Zach for helping me with uh, getting it uh, up and running, etc. And a curse to Kevin because it's all his fault. <laughs> so much work. Uh, with the menus, yeah. And also a shout-out to Mark, who does our reviews of uh, Amazing. Uh, he designed the new Spider-Man crawlspace logo that's up at the top, so I appreciate that. It, he did it in the. I asked for a style of the classic Amazing Spider-Man logo with the webs behind it, and he pretty much matched it. So I appreciate that. Okay, we're going to tackle news now, and who knew that we were going to talk about Clone Saga 3.0? So let's. We have Goblin experts and we have Clone experts, and Zach is our Clone expert. What? Ah. Did, what in the world is going on with the Clone conspiracy? Well, the clone conspiracy is actually dead no more. Okay. Yes, dead no more is not... Even though we've been teasing it since January of this year, dead no more is no longer the name of the story. It is actually the clone conspiracy. And it pretty much confirms what we already suspected with the dead no more teaser where you where we had that really horrible artwork that Brad loved so much. Yeah, I couldn't even see <laughs> yeah. who, who was in the panels. Yes, uh, like Brad couldn't even tell that uh, the Anuba mask was. No, you know, it was. I just thought it was background. It was yeah, awful. It, <laughs> it's almost so, like Mary Jane was in there somewhere, looking ugly. Yeah, Man. so we had. Remember, we had free comic book day. You mm-hmm. know, we had the preview with Captain America, uh, Captain Captain Hydra. <laughs> yeah. Um, they had a free comic book day, and there was a backup with with that, and yeah. and, and we got uh, uh, Anuba Jackal. That's what we're going to refer to him as from this point on. He's also known as the Man in Red. We've seen him throughout the run so far of this volume. Do you suspect this is as the uh, the jackal in this mask? Absolutely. Really? Okay. Why is he wearing red? The, now, What's your, any, any guess or what? Well, now, okay. I suspect it's. I suspect if it's not Miles in the mask, here's a theory. It's Peter. No, it's not. It's a. It, it, I think it's Spider Side. Spider Side. Two point oh. Get, get, okay. Give me a background of who Spider Side is. Okay, Spider Side. Do you not? Okay, you remember during Maximum Clonage that that uh, instant classic that came out during the Clone Saga? Oh my God! So you remember? Much, there's so much fail in all of this. <laughs> oh. Spider Side was the. Uh, th- remember the uh, Mark of Cain arc where they had the third Peter Parker and you had Peter wearing the black mask and the mm-hmm. and the jacket. And you had Ben running around as the Scarlet Spider. Maybe, well, yeah. There was, there was a third Peter Parker that was 
being teased as possibly the real quote unquote Peter Parker. Mary Jane oh, yeah. ends up shooting him during the Clone Saga <laughs> at one point. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read it in twenty years, but yes. But uh, basically, um, Spider Side was was the pawn of the Jackal. Mm. He was the one that worked side by side with the Jackal when they did the uh, the car- carrion virus bomb in Springfield, Springfield um, where they killed pretty much everybody but uh, one character called Helix that appeared in New Warriors. Um, Spider-Side was essentially killed off um, during Maximum Clonage. Okay. But during the sibling rivalry arc of Scarlet Spider, one of the teases at the very end of that issue was mm-hmm. um, some DNA that... Uh, Jackal referred to as Spider Side 2.0. We all collectively oh. groaned, and it and never so, became of anything. It, yeah, it never was followed up by oh, yes. There you but go. I, but it, I've I've been hearing <clears throat> rumors that there's some some stuff from the Scarlet Spider title that are going to be picked up in in slots run. So mm. that's kind of my theory. But anyway, now, but now Spider Side was basically like the T1000 Peter Parker. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's a good. <laughs> It's a very good way of describing it. In the Amazing wow. Spider-Man issue of Maximum Clonage, there's actually like one point where he like becomes the T-1000 and like traps uh, Ben Riley, and Ben yeah. Riley like busts out, and then there's just nothing but a head, mm-hmm. and there's like a like five panels of the, just these, uh, like the the also the news out of this. It's not going to be in the Amazing title. Yes, it's going to be a well. Five- there's there's ties in tie-ins. To yeah, the but it's title. not going to be in the Amazing title. That yes. Right. It's, the the, the <laughs> clone conspiracy will be a five issue miniseries yeah. written by Slot Christos Gage um, bailing Slot out again to be writing the main Amazing Spider Man title and will be tying in with each other. So Zach, is gonna, soon- Zach is going to be so salty tonight. <laughs> um, God, he's just. Oh. Uh, and, also, uh, and I, as I put in the article that I put up on the front page, they're doing yet another Amazing Spider Man annual number one, of course. Yes. And here, re- read me the quote that Slot has that I, I, I oh, found in the article. Let, let's hear this. Let's hear this. Uh, okay, let me, let me – you, you didn't warn me, so I didn't pull oh, it I'm up. I'm sorry. I thought you were looking at the thing I had on the front page. Oh, well, I'm, I, was, I, was, I was riffing, man. You were – all right. Pardon me, Mr. Riffer. Is <laughs> 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 your name Jack? Sorry. No, it's Jack O. Jack O. Jack, Jack uh, the Riffer, yeah. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. And the other – and my other reason why I think it's not – it may not be Miles is in that image, Miles looks too jacked, like mm. this Anuba, Anuba jackal man. Could uh, be Kane. Like, could be Kane. Kane is supposed, well, supposed to sh- show up, but – It could be could be Miles' clone, only younger and longer. Lord. That's, that's Lord. true. Uh, to, yeah. to quote – Did you say Miles? Did you yeah, say yeah, Miles? Yeah, Miles, oh, Miles, Miles Warren. Oh, Miles I was thinking Miles, Miles Morales for a second. Okay. <laughs> no, no. What, what Miles Morales meets right. Miles Warren. There you go. Here, here's here's Brad Douglas's money quote. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the Jackal always has always seemed to be obsessed with cloning Spider-Man and Gwen. He's had a very narrow focus. That's led to very interesting stories in the past, but you have to stop and think. If you're the Jackal and you have science... And you can take it to the next level. And you have science. (laughs) You take science. What's more important to you than just cloning Gwens and Peters? What does this character want? And what is he going to do with this awesome science? That's for Mr. Slot. God damn it. And then there's – yeah. This is all – first of all, 
Whoa! Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Dan Slott has driven Zach to drink. What are you drinking there, Zach? Uh, a mixture of Coca-Cola and uh, adult stuff. Uh, <laughs> or like whiskey. Uh, okay, Whiskey and Coke. Oh, my gosh. It is... Um, I guess you want my thoughts on that. Yeah, I want your thoughts. He asked. Well, he just asked for them. <laughs> no, no, he had to set up the news item. And now yeah. let's hear his thoughts. Yeah. So on one hand, last time Slot did a five-issue miniseries, we enjoyed it. It's called Renew Your Vows. It, right? I guess mm-hmm. mainly because it had a beginning, middle, and end. This is a true story. So with this storyline, it's been building for a while, actually building since the beginning of this volume. Um, I felt like all the Zodiac stuff was like filler until we got to this point. Um, here's what I think. I pretty much can guarantee you that Doc Ock's going to get a, get a body back. Mm-hmm. Ah, there you go. Yep. He's going to probably become Dr. Otto Octavius, and it'll set up the next arc, which will hopefully be the big final confrontation and maybe the final <clears throat> slot story. Um, yeah. Okay. Don't, but one, but, but I'm being a little yeah, bit. Yeah, don't don't tease us, dude. <laughs> uh, but this story, look, he's he's used the jackal before. I didn't love it back then with Spider Island hashtag. Um, but if he's if he's trying to take the core concept of <clears throat> and, and move it away from the the Gwen and Peter scenario, like he says in the in the money quote. I'm interested, but I am so cautious. It's because you've been burned so many times, and not John burned. Yeah, you know, I haven't been burned stolen. Yeah. (laughs) But because Slot's track record with me has been so hot and cold, and this volume in particular has been so cold. Yeah. That I just, I don't look forward to this storyline. I am a clone fan. We know. <laughs> if you don't get me jacked up for this, Any, you're doing it wrong. Anybody but slot writing it would make you a little bit more excited, I would think. I think so. Yeah. I, you know, here's the thing. If, if if this is like his magnum opus and this is the story he's always wanted to tell, because things like Superior, I felt like that was one of the stories he always wanted to tell. Yeah. There is, you can feel some of that passion, even though there was some plot conveniences and there's things that we didn't like about it. Yeah. Overall, I felt like Superior was a strong story. Yeah. Um, Until this stuck the ending, but otherwise, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it fell flat on its face in the ending. But and yeah. that's that's also my worry is that we're going to get a bunch of buildup in these five issues, and then it's going to get so rushed because the one thing that Slots never mastered is pacing a multi. As a clone fan, do you want to go back and tap the well again for the third time? There is so much potential that I mean if they bring back Ben if they there's a lot of ancillary stuff that can branch off of that Kane and Ben have an interact they they interacted for like a minute in Spider in Spider-Verse there was so much potential there for Kane to grow as a character there's so much potential for Peter to grow as a character JR has said one of the most important stories of Spider-Man's history should have been the clone saga he lost his brother he lost his kid yeah, and, and they don't 
they don't mine that for the emotional beats that it should have. Here's the problem. You bring back Ben Riley. Now you got a, a fourth or fifth Spider-Man walking around. You got 2099 in the universe. Yeah. You, you got Miles. You got Ben. <laughs> they're, they're not bringing back Ben Riley. I, I don't think so either. But they're not. It, I, unless I this guy, unless he is the Anubis and guy wearing the Anubis mask. I, I, last time we saw Ben Riley, he was a fine powder. He's not. But if well, would have... you like Ben Riley as a villain? <laughs> better <Ooh>. Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Would you? Would you just to have him back? Like him as a villain? Mm. No, I just let the character be dead. He had a really good death. He had a really good. Value. I think having him as a villain would solve a lot of problems with the fans. Uh, it's it, it's a Jason uh, kind of thing to do, dude. Yeah, I agree with George on that. It, it's one of those. It's a very slippery slope. Look, the fact that that <clears throat> the most requested trade paperback collection was the clone saga mm-hmm. and that it finally they finally went through with it and came out with it and there's a, i mean there's 12 volumes for god's sake um i bought them i bought them too yeah um there is a demand for this type of story and there's a there's a whole generation of spider-man fans that came up through the 90s yeah they're the ones that are 20 about to approach 30 starting to hit that sweet age that jr likes to talk about with some, with some um, disposable income. What? With disposable. Oh, I was about to say, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> they have a little bit more disposable income than, than yeah. you know the ones that are trying to eat in college. Um, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. Again, very trepidatious, and, and yeah. it is my nightmare scenario is Dan Slott writing a Clone Saga story, <laughs> but um, it's the face of my nightmares, as a matter of fact. Are you more scared of Terry Kavanaugh or Dan Slott writing the Clone Saga? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, that's, a, oh. that's a draw, man. That's a draw. Uh, no, I, I would I would take have, Mackie back at this point. I would take Mackie and Kavanaugh. I would, I would take Mackie back in a heartbeat. Oh, I would take Mackie back, well... I don't know. His his twice a month Spider Man was rough. But however, Mackie and DeFalco's Clone Saga remix was not bad. No. It, it, the thing is, is if I Mackie liked it. writes if Mackie writes a street level Spider Man, it knocks it out of the park. Yeah. I agree. When he starts getting past that street level gritty kind of grim you know, you got the you got the mob and stuff involved where you get really New York City Spider Man Daredevil <clears throat> Hell's Kitchen type type scenario. Mackie kills it. Yeah. Mackie was just tired story wise. Absolutely. Even Mackie even was... when Mackie told bad stories, Peter was still Peter. I would agree. Well, even him yeah. as a bum with Randy Robertson, he was he was still he he was still reacting as Peter how Peter Parker would react. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because I mean, even even when Peter goes back to to Aunt May, there was a pride thing, and. Yeah. Peter was older. He didn't. It was a pride thing that he didn't go back to Aunt May. He should have sooner, but he didn't. Mackie's Peter was never an unlikable douchebag like yeah. what we have now. Ever now now sometimes like Flash Thompson and Liz Allen were unlikable douchebags. Let's open it up to the panel. What uh, anybody else? What's any, have strong feelings on the Clone Saga three point I want to read a uh, couple of quotes that came out of this thing. Um, okay. First, from the from the uh, original uh, Entertainment Weekly article. Yeah. There's something else that Dan Slott said. He said, "Hit it." We live in a day and age of comics where you're always seeing another important death. Here's someone who dies. 
we're subverting all that. Here's people coming back. Yes, because when a comic book character dies, we ne- they always, always stay dead and never, ever come back. <laughs> you Let's know, see. Batman and Steve Rogers had it happen you say, at Superman, the same time. Batman... Jason Todd, Spider-Man about five times. And this, and, and, times. And, and, and this is why I say bringing Ben Riley back would be a Jason Todd thing. Because yeah. bringing Ben Riley back takes away something, takes away a win for Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. To have effective, good villains, those villains have to win. Yeah. yeah. Personal level every now and then. And and so this would this would take Jason resurrecting Jason Todd took a lot away from the Joker. Yes, right, yeah. And and it's the same thing uh, with this. It would take a lot away from Norman Osborn. Yeah. yeah. Although is that even a big thing anymore? I mean, because I mean, Norman isn't even really Norman now, is he? I mean, he's like he's that trucker guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the thing is if 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 there was still a personal rivalry between Peter Parker and Norman Osborn, that would mean a lot more. But the fact that they made Norman Osborn the Lex Luthor of the Marvel Universe and diminished the fact that he knew that he doesn't know Spider Spider Man's identity and that personal rivalry is essentially gone. He's basically relegated it to Spider Man's an annoyance that I don't that I, I don't know why, but I just I just despise this guy. Mm-hmm. It, it taking that away t- to me, that takes away just as much as bringing back Ben Riley in terms of getting the win. The win was significant when it was a personal rivalry between the two. Yeah. Oh, the, the so the other quote that came out uh, about this was uh, from um, one from the uh, Axel in Charge um, column that uh, I, have, I haven't read that one yet. Okay. Well, they're asking. Well, the interviewer asked Axel Lonzo about you know what. About the uh, how about trying to keep the, the the real title, the clone conspiracy, a secret, and you know, and maintain the dead no more red herring for this many months. And so Axel Alonso responds with, "In this day and age, when it's nearly impossible to keep anything secret, we wanted to keep the cat in the bag for as long as we could. After Free Comic Book Day, enough threads were out there for astute readers to put together, but we wanted to keep some stuff under our hat until we were ready to start talking story. So, in other words." Thanks to Marvel's own teasers and the free comic book day, everybody figured out this was going to be Clone Saga 3, The Revenge of Terry Cavanaugh. <laughs> uh, pretty, much, pretty much like right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, so, they, so that's why they released this now because they were like, oh, everyone was kind of used some common sense and logic to figure out what was really going on. So we might as well just get ahead of the story. So, but, you know. Mm. <clears throat> Uh, we haven't heard from Ashley or Jr. Or Jr. Jr. is being very quiet. Yeah, let's hear. J- Jr. is not a Clone Saga fan. Well, there, there's just absolutely nothing interesting me interesting to me about this whatsoever. I called it care no more. I think the last time around, and uh, pretty well still feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Ashley, I don't have any experience with the Clone Saga. Not, I mean, like I know the characters. You know, Ben Riley and um and Kane. And some of the characters involved, and I think there there may have been a couple of issues I read that they had Black Cat in it. I think for Maximum Carnage, mm-hmm. there's a great resource called The Life of Riley, which basically chronicles kind of gives summaries of the whole issue and also the behind the scenes of what was going on at Marvel at the time when they were working on this. But you know, mm-hmm. if you really want to get you know that's you know, but that's actually a pretty good you know 
Yeah. If you really want to get see how the sausage is made, and that is a- <laughs> the clone sausage, the, thing. the clone yeah. sausage. Uh, before Those people don't want to know how the sausage is made. Before we move well, on to the other uh, topics, we got to yeah, yeah. we got um, to look at uh, what happened to Terry Cavanaugh before uh, we move on. I, according to his Wikipedia page, the last comic that he wrote was back in 2001, which was called "Before the Fantastic Four: The Storms." And then he left the comic biz, I guess, for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. went, went and started up this company. Here, I'll put it in your chat window. MyBeanJar.com. <laughs> uh, MyBeanJar, evidently, uh, you play these video games that they have on the cell phone. Uh, some of the video games include Angry Babies, The Rainbow Pinball, Bust a Meme, something about a, uh, an elf... And a gopher. Uh, and anyway, if you play these, you then get gift certificates for your high score to places like UPS, Build-A-Bear, and... Because I go to Build-A-Bear all the goddamn time. Go to Boston Market. How about uh, Banana Republic? Uh, that's about it. <laughs> so that's what Terry Cavanaugh started up a uh, uh, internet app. All right, so can you all hear me? Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately. Uh, There is also, Ashley, a really great podcast out there called Clone Saga Chronicles. Oh, Lord. You might check that out. But also, I I posted in the chat window as well the Spider Side uh, Marvel Wika. Okay. uh, I don't want this to be my introduction to the Clone Saga. (laughs) You don't really. You want to think about whether you want an introduction or not, Ashley. Yeah. There's a a reason why it's one of the most infamous Spider Man stories of all all time. Well, maybe I could read slots first because I know it'll be worse. So when I read (laughs) the original, I can be pleasantly surprised. You know, that's not faulty thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Compare the 90s versus. I'm going to have to take this one home with me. Let's uh, do you keep, like every one of those. Let's, uh, yeah, that'd be nuts to review all those back if we were recording a podcast in the nineties. Uh, can you imagine the dial-up? <laughs> Go to bed and listen to the podcast when you wake up. Uh, <laughs> Ashley uh, has this next topic where we're uh, Marvel sent out uh, what they called at the time the Dead No More, but it's really the Clone or what, what is it called? Cr- clone Chronicles. Clone conspiracy. Clone Clone That's you, Zach. I'm sorry. (laughs) Clone conspiracy. Actually, be the clone conspiracy. Actually, but that would be a bit, you know. Actually, take me through this this (laughs) teaser. They they released a lot of images with this. Yeah. So um, earlier, Marvel um, put out just an animated GIF showing a bunch of um, just tiny little snippets. Oh God, it's going so fast. Um, If you scroll down, there's got a new headline: Dead No More. Everything you've been told is wrong. The conspiracy revealed. Yeah. Thank you to Mohammed for screen capping all these. Pretty much, some of the pictures we see. Um. And you can see all the pictures. We see the red man. We see. um, Thanks to Mohammed for uh, screen capping all these. By the way, below. Oh yeah, no, he did a great job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see living brain. Um. And that looks like that looks like a cover. Which has Anna Maria Marconi on Spider-Man's back being running away. Being chased from, by Doc Ock, yeah. yeah. Or, or Living Part Brain. Of these really get me pumped for it in any way. Um, yeah. I mean, it's really just kind of confirming what we know have been, has been, you know, has been being set up over the past ten or so issues, like with the Red Man. Yeah. And, um, uh, though I do like this 
third to last image where I clicked on the wrong one, but um, where he's on the ground and he has like all the arms coming out of the graves. Yeah, that's a cover from Amazing Spider-Man number one point two. Yeah, from that's... the amazing from the Amazing Racing. They use that one obviously to kind of throw everybody off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, that issue's already been released. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. You no, did, the one you, thing that I liked. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me and gl- be glad you didn't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> that book was awful. Yes. Um, ass or prison ass. One, one, thing before, like... one thing before I forget it, mm-hmm. uh, again with that Anna Maria Marconi, do you think Slot is setting her up to be his Gwen Stacy, to kill Anna Maria? Hmm. Ooh. If he was smart, he wouldn't, because that's that's the one supporting character that he's ever created that people didn't yeah. hate. That could live on beyond him. He could. Yeah. Act, I think it could actually be pulled off and be emotional, and I would like actually care. That. He, but yeah, on the other hand, you trust a lot to write that kind of story, though. No. No, but I'm like, if Anna Marconi like actually something something happened to her and she died, I would feel like. I would feel a sense of loss in that I'm just think- this I'm- person's in that actual character and not just a... I'm just thinking if this could be the equivalent of Doc Ock's death of Gwen Stacy. Well, I remember back in Superior, there were times when we thought they may be setting up to kill Anna off, and we were apprehensive yeah. about it because she was the only likable supporting character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that Slot had, had created. And, and that was Slot's strongest point on the book. So, yeah. There's also an image of Spider-Man looking at a grave. With lightning behind him and an angel on top of the grave. Anybody have oh guesses? Oh my god, I got the total, completely wrong idea from that picture. I thought that grave was a skyscraper, and I thought the angel on top of it was a gargoyle. Whoa. Yeah, that, was- <laughs> that is supposed to be the cover for Amazing Spider-Man oh Annual Number 1. Oh, wow. it is? Okay. That, to me, yeah. also is a homage to ASM 400. With Aunt May? Yes. Are you thinking that's the, the issue where they resolve what's up with Aunt May? Possibly. Maybe they go to one of her graves. Maybe they go to the actress's grave. <laughs> well, it, maybe it's Gwen Stacy's grave or Uncle Ben's grave or, you know. Yeah, because Captain Uncle Stacy's Ben's grave. grave's only changed about seven times. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember any of those people having an angel but on I top of it. Know. Yeah. So now the new tagline is the conspiracy revealed. What is it that supposedly has been the conspiracy. That the dead conspiracy? No more is, is, that dead no more is really called the clone conspiracy. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that. That's it, it was a tease of them changing the title. Here, here, here's a. Uh, we're we're going to tie my spider theories. Let's tie them all together. Um, what back in the '90s we were conflicted if Ben Riley was the real Spider-Man, if Peter, if the Peter Parker we've been reading for years is the real Spider-Man. Uh, I wouldn't be upset if the Peter Parker we've been reading since Superior is not the real Peter Parker. Then where is Peter? Well, who cares? But he's not been in his book for a long ass time. <laughs> might as well be dead. I might as well be dead. I would not be offended oh, that this is fake or a clone. Would would any of you? Ooh, that's hmm. such a cheap cop out. It is, but I yeah, can but see it, it would happening. Be one way to help salvage this character, and let's face it, it's going to take a lot of work by a very talented writer to fix this. Character. Uh, I will say, I will disagree. Say, I will say this though. I think that after this, um, the Gwen <laughs> Stacy that's been working with the uh, a new, a Jackal Nubis or whatever it is is going to be sticking around. Really? I yes, think so. because, because like they're going like to say that the original Gwen Stacy that died was a clone. We've already yeah, we've already got a Gwen Stacy that hops hops into this universe and has lunch with Spider Woman. I know, but we're going to yeah. have we could have an evil Gwen Stacy now. Oh Lord, oh, we don't no. need that. Okay. 
All right, it's bad enough that they took out Norman for 122. You take away 121. I that's <laughs> well, I would have passed them. I would have put it past them because they because they figure, hey, everyone like those. Everyone like the Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Might as well go the whole hog. I, I, I will say that that would take the biggest set of balls. Uh, no, it, I don't know. No, because because there's there's certain issues you just don't touch. Yeah, do, and one twenty one twenty one. Mary Jane's hammer pants <laughs> and baby making hips. Oh man, uh, Jr. What do you think? Would you be upset if the Spider Man we've been reading for the last twenty issues? Is not the real one. He's been a clone or something. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm tired of these. Uh, the rug. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, no, no more of this stuff. No one. Just straight on, forward, honest storytelling. No more of this bullshit. Yeah. What about Gwen Stacy sticking around? What do you think of that? I don't see how that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't. Well, see, I don't, feasibly it shouldn't happen. Uh, that doesn't mean that it won't. Uh, I can see Slot being conceited enough that he would think that he could pull it off and that he's the one to do it. Um, it's wrong. That that's wrong thinking. He's not Ed Bur- Ed Brubaker. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Slot shouldn't be shouldn't be doing this, and Nicolo shouldn't shouldn't be allowing it, and neither should Axel Alonso. But so if it happens, well, I mean, we'll see if it happens or not. There, but. Well, didn't they, they? I mean, they discussed bringing Gwen Stacy back when they did the essentially the soft reboot Bre- for Brevo, one more day. Brevo right? was against it. I understand. Well, yeah, I, yeah it was. Uh, in, well, just about one, everybody was when. Uh, um, except Casada, I think originally. Yeah, Casada yeah, was the one that wanted to bring her back. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it was just you know, what are you going to do with her when you bring her back? Because the whole idea of bringing her back is, and her and Peter are going to be together again. That's whatever you know. It's, well, not if she's evil. Well, that was something they considered as well, but mm-hmm. you know, and, and didn't think people would go for it. So it's been considered nope. and and uh, and dropped. So you, you uh, just are- ha- you just have to do a mind wipe again <laughs> after this is over to erase. The Peter Parker CEO. You don't, just have to. Don't we already have an evil Gwen, or uh, an evil ex girlfriend right now though? Who's that? Yeah, oh, Black Felicia. Cat. Yeah, Black yeah, Cat. Black Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, she's not that evil in Silk. The book Silk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they've, they've she's she's more likable. Everything. Well, they've been trying to salvage that character. Yeah. Because the character assassination that Slot performed on on Black Cat is reprehensible. I remember how they were selling, how hard they were selling that whole thing to him. Like, you haven't seen the whole story yet. And people finally then they were like, no, it's still ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on the Dead No More animated GIF? A whole bunch of images. Well, I, I, I will yeah. say this. I thought it was kind of cute that they did the animated GIF. Um, yeah. It looks like we're going to get some Kingpin, too. So, so, hey. We're also getting a female Electro. Huh. We've done that before in the MC2. Yeah, we mm-hmm. have. There was a boxing scene, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That was the that was the, it had the cover. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Mayday yeah. and Electra. <clears throat> let's see. Uh, we've got another bit of. Let's do video games now, Zach. There is a cool looking video game coming out with the exception Let of the costume. With the exception of that costume. <laughs> yeah. I have a point to make about that costume. Okay, go ahead. Come back to you later. Okay. Well, Zach set it up. What? Tell me yeah, what the right. new story is. So, we'll discuss it. Um, for the last several years, we've had Activision doing all the video games for Spider-Man. Yep. And Beanox is one of their subsidiaries. Well, we haven't had a video game since uh, Edge of Time, which was written by... No, Mr. we had Amazing Spider-Man 2. 
Oh, that's right. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man Two. We did have the movie game. Yeah. So that was that. But I mean, that's been a couple of years. So now we've got a brand new generation of consoles. So now we've moved on from the PS3 to the PS4. Yeah. And so E3. If you don't know what E3 is, it's the big giant conference that they have every single year. It's Comic Con for video games. Yeah. Yes. The Electronics yeah. Electronics Entertainment Expo is yes. Yeah. This I mean, is like if you, it's it, it's becoming less and less of a thing each year though. Is it's it invite only is. though, isn't it? It's not I like think so, yeah, it is. I no, so. it's it's not. Um, it, it costs a lot to put something together, though. Like, I don't think uh, Elder Scrolls Online was invited, but they wound up doing a presentation. They were the only MMO to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interject. No, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so there was a teaser put out. And one thing, it's kind of an aside, and this is kind of an, my bias against Xbox, Xbox focuses on their hardware and they focus on their they focused on their future with their E3. Sony over the last since the since the announcement of the PS4 which literally was a checklist of everything that Xbox that Microsoft did wrong. <laughs> um, which is why they've been winning the console war, I'm telling you. The reaction the the the, the backlash Xbox got when they announced the Xbox 1 and how PlayStation just came out and said screw all that, we love you guys, we want to be a- do whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it forced Xbox to change. Anybody yeah. got who? Who's got PS4 on the call? I do. I'm. That's my eventual next purchase. But. George, do you have one? I had uh, I had an Xbox uh, 360, mm-hmm. and I thought I was going to get an Xbox One, and then Xbox pulled that shit, and I was like, you know what? Uh, double dumbass on you. I'm not buying this. Yeah. And the PlayStation came out, and I thought maybe I would buy a PS4. But then I just started playing everything on the damn computer. So now I'm, oh. I'm pretty much just like a PC gamer now. Right. Any, I guess I, PC gamer master race. Mike, you got one? Uh, no, um, okay. I don't actually. But, okay. I mean, I've, I mean, I've played on it or something like that with it, you know, doing like some kind of at G- friend's house and everything. Like Ashley has a PS3. I think we talked earlier. I have mm-hmm. an Xbox One. Oh, you okay? You're an Xbox. Oh. Okay. Oh, poor you. Jr. Does Spencer <laughs> have a PlayStation? Uh, Spencer has an Xbox One. Xbox One. Uh, Ooh. Anyway, Spencer's not going to be able to play the new Spider-Man game. What's up with that? He Dad? has moaned about that, yes. <laughs> with that costume, he's probably okay. <clears throat> I'm going to bring that up. Okay, Ashley, so, talk about that costume a little bit. Well, exactly, it's got to finish first. Oh, yeah, we, we have to finish, I have finish setting this up. Oh, so I, sorry. I was doing a yeah. bunch of backstory. So, um, <laughs> Sony has done, with their E3 um, announcements, it's all been about games. So they were just talking talking up all these games. Well, a teaser trailer came out for Spider-Man, the PS4 game, and um, a true PlayStation 4 exclusive video game. Uh, it's been pr- being produced by Insomniac, who brought us games like Ratchet and & Crank and Sunset Overdrive and Infamous, which is the big one. Oh, that- they did oh, Infamous? They did too? Yes. Oh, okay. That's cool. I, that's why everybody was losing their minds because of how... Insomniac's awesome. I love them. Um, whenever uh, I had friends that hurt when they heard Insomniac, they're like, oh, damn. <laughs> so um, nice. there's not a release date yet, which, but I would think that if they're announcing it here, it's going to probably be late this fall. I would anticipate it being announced, a release date being announced probably around the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um so you'll be going up against Mr. Negative, so boo. Oh, but so it cool. looks but the graphics are just it looks like Killer. A, it looks like a movie. They're taking full advantage of the 1080p. 
Um, but the one thing that people have complained about is the mashup of a costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one other thing that I am really kind of excited about is that we're not getting a kid Spider-Man. This is an adult Spider-Man who's experienced, who's not flying into this, you know, like he's fresh out of high school, which is a huge change considering the last time we got something remotely like this was, to me, um, Edge of Time, Shadow Dimensions, and um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Web of Shadows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, to for me to describe the suit, and I'll let Ashley jump in on this, it's kind of like a mashup between the Civil War suit, the black costume, and um, the probably classic. the first ama- the, probably the first Amazing Spider-Man costume yeah. too. Yeah, I was going to say I'm from the from the from yeah. Andrew Garfield one. It's a mashup of all of them. Yeah. But uh, Ashley, what do you think of that suit? Okay, so I think the biggest the biggest thing everyone has a problem with, of course, is the white spider on the yeah. front and back. I love it because you when do. I'm playing a game, I have a really hard time keeping track of the character. Oh, but that's a good point. Makes it super visible, and I know um, Jack and I were discussing Spider-Man's design, and um, he knew some artists who were saying like, you know, it took away from the design because, um, you know, the eyes are the only bit of white on Spidey, and so it draws attention to his head. Well, in a game, that's a very very small point to have your attention drawn to, and so it's easy to lose track of your character. Having the white on his whole torso will make it much easier to keep track of, you know, where he is, especially since the gameplay looks so fluid, and mm-hmm. it looks like you have a lot of control, you can jump around. I just know, in similar games, like, I cannot keep track of where the heck I am, and so I kind of just look like an idiot and make a fool of myself. But I always, I always locate by my, you know, myself by, uh, by all the punching and killing people things that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're like in the middle of a big brawl, there's a lot of punching and killing going on, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing great. And then I realize I'm the one getting punched and killed. Yeah. One, mm-hmm. uh, one thing I noticed uh, here, this site you can look along with me uh, has uh, screen caps some uh, Easter eggs. And JR, I want your opinion on this. They screen capped a billboard that says Osborne for mayor. Oh, I like that. You like that? Yeah. And they also, uh, obviously, Spidey's in the Daily Bugle. Uh, he's fighting Mr. Negative's people. Uh, also, uh, there's a screen cap of Feast, mm-hmm. which is, isn't that what Aunt May worked on with that Mr. Yeah, Negative? That was, that, was, that was Mr. Negative's front organization. Which stands for Food, Emergency Aid, Shelter, and Training. It is Feast. Uh, Mr. Lee is Mr. Negative. Also, there's a screen cap. It looks like a possibly a goblin glider in the trailer, but it's it's really blurry. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, Osborne for mayor. So we've got ne- Mr. Negative and possibly uh, Norman Osborn in the in the game. Jr. has left the call. He's going to buy a PS4 right now. <laughs> I don't know that, that means Osborne's going to be in the game. That's probably just yeah. something in the background. Yeah. Anybody is this going to make anybody go out and get a PS4? It, 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 it would have made me reconsider it if that costume hadn't been so jackassy. Now, George, well, now, sure George, you can. Skins. You they're can. Gonna have all, they're ev- probably going to have alternate skins. Ever since too. Spider-Man, 
uh, for the PS1, you can change the costume. I, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm well, I'm I'll, I'll sure. wait until that's confirmed, then, and, and, and then I'll consider it. Until <laughs> yeah. then, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, if I want to play as a comic book character, I want it to look like the goddamn comic book character. Well, well I will tell you right now, you're going to see like GameStop, Amazon. Oh uh, yeah, I don't want to have all going to place just to guarantee they're all going to have some like a re- downloadable content type that thing I get the suit scan. that he should be goddamn wearing in the first place. But, but, <laughs> Does the what? suit take you out of it that much? Yeah, Jesus Christ, yes, Brad. It's a. It's like a. Co- it's like a comic God, book cover. It's an eyesore. <laughs> Are you effing kidding? Yes. <sighs> yes, the costume matters for F. Say. Yeah. But if... Okay. Does it pull you out of it that much? Yes. <laughs> Giant white shit on his chest, dude. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> Oh, all, right. all right, all right, all right, all it, right. It, it's personal opinion. It doesn't take. I, I, I think there's more positives in the trailer than the. And it, it's the not negative. just on his chest. It's on his arms. It's like it, it's like he rolled around in marshmallows. Damn. All right. Okay. Let's see. What should we talk about now? Let's talk about movies. George, <laughs> Spider-Man Four, uh, storyboards came out. Uh, we, well, they've been the, released. The, yeah, one of the storyboard artists. Uh, released them on his website since he was like, yeah. well, I think it's fairly safe that this isn't going to get made. We're not going to make this one, yeah. Tell me um, about this. Uh, yeah, uh, the guy's name was Jeffrey Henderson, and he posted them on his personal website. There's a lot of images, and the images look really good. He's a really good artist. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the images – remember we were hearing different rumors that uh, John Malkovich was going to be the vulture mm-hmm. and um, – and there were, and Felicia Hardy was going to be in it, but she wasn't going to be the black cat. She was going to be a female vulture. God, that and, pisses me off so much. Which the, didn't make any goddamn sense. The vulturette. The vulturette, and, yeah. Stop. We're not talking about this. <laughs> Storyboards don't show um, her as the vulture at all. Because it, it's, it, it never happened. Right. <laughs> and... The, the storyboards do confirm for us the fact that uh, they were looking at um, uh, Bruce Campbell, who is one of my all-time favorite uh, people on the planet, um, to play Mysterio, which would have been really, really cool. Oh, that would have been awesome. Out. That would have been awesome because all, all the, the moments di- he popped up, you know, throughout the exactly. The, that's that's yeah. such a perfect setup. And to have it wind up that he's Mysterio, that would have been really cool. Um, and the storyboards that they did, they did a really good job of showing how the Vulture could, you know. Uh, kind of hold his own against spider-man yeah you know and it's all in the air and i've said this a billion times because every time somebody groans and says oh the vulture show lame i'm like dude any villain the strength of that or weakness of that villain is going to be in the writing yeah mm-hmm. if, if you want to have a a really good convincing dangerous vulture that is entirely possible yeah it, it is and it, i think michael keaton can deliver that i think michael keaton's going to be sinister as hell yeah mm-hmm I th- in fact, yeah. I think he's he's probably going to be the most sinister villain we've seen so far in a Spider-Man movie, That's because cool. even even as uh, my my favorite Spider-Man movie is still Spider-Man Two, with uh, with Otto. Yeah, but, my, mine uh, too, mine too. But even then, at the end, he's not as sinister because he has a heroic turn when you know yeah. he finally gain, regains a measure of sanity and is like, oh God, what am I doing? Right. And he's still sympathetic the whole yeah, time. He's, yeah, he, he humanized him. I don't think that there's going to be anything about Michael Keaton's vulture that's going to be sympathetic. I think he's just going to come in and play a surly bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it it could be it could be done very very well. But we're talking about ahead, not not this bit of news. Right. Um, 
it, it, yeah, so it does have a lot of really cool pictures of the vulture and Spidey fighting. They give these, they give the vulture kind of like these weird uh, blade things on the uh, like the tips of his wings. Yeah, that could cut. And, yeah, uh, kind of yeah. like with a kind of like a web of shadows sort of thing. Well, sure. Oh, that that, that was cool in that, ge- in that it, game. It it works really well, and he's got like you know like glove talons and everything, and it looks really really cool. Um, at, at at the end, I don't know if that's supposed to be Mary Jane or if that's supposed to be Black Cat. Without I, I think it looks Mary Jane. That totally I think, I think it looks like Mary Jane, but um, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, so it's either Mary Jane or some other girl that he's kissing at the end. Which well, is if oh. you look at the end, what the I think the middle at the top. If you're on my website, the, the way uh, she's looking back looks like it's to be Mary Jane, like in the crowd. I think that would be an obvious love triangle between Tobey Maguire and Anne Hathaway. I think the last thing they wanted was a love triangle because they probably realized that if they were going to make a fourth one, that was going to be the last one. Mm. Um, you know, so well, why have why have Black Cat in it if it's not going to? Well, be- according to these, we don't know that she was, and 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 or Felicia Hardy for that matter. I mean, again, according to these, we don't know that Felicia Hardy was in it. And she's a character from the comics. So. Well, I guess Felicia Hardy was in ASM too, and she didn't. Ever, Don't she didn't interact with Peter Parker at all. Somebody <laughs> was going to get this early if you talk about right. ASM too. But the storyboards uh, looked really, really cool. Do you mm-hmm. do you guys wish this movie was made? No. no. <laughs> I if, do, I kind of do. If no. Raimi had been able to have creative control over the film, yeah, no issue. But yeah. the fact is, at that point, the studio had gotten into the. <laughs> got into Raimi's head and had meddled so much and were so dead set on getting that release date out that yeah. the the corporate politics superseded the creative vision of that film. Yeah. Yeah. He would have effed up Black Cat so bad I'd have to go into hiding. <laughs> and and so I mean on the one hand, sure it maybe would have spared us the Mark Webb Spidey reboots. Um or at le- you know, at least we would have gotten something different. But uh, Sony was so wrongheaded in their thinking anyway on Spider-Man. It was, you know, obvious with the way that. I, I think this would have been obviously the last chapter. Oh um, yeah, of yeah. Raimi yeah. and no McGuire for another for like a fifth yeah. movie. Yeah, because he would have been what thirty-five at the time or thirty-six yeah, that wasn't, or something. That wasn't gonna happen. Well, and, and I think Raimi felt like he owed. Yeah, he wanted to redo. Well, he. I, I also, yeah, I think he felt like he owed the audience a another good Spider-Man movie. And I just think that that's – to me, everything that I've seen in regards to the aborted Spider-Man 4 was – Raimi's heart just was not into it with all of the studio metal I know. You know, it's it's funny because I, I believe Zach is right that you know Raimi, Raimi wanted to come back and try to fix things um, after Spider-Man 3, which he wasn't happy with, which he's apologized for. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and I love this about creative types. You have two types. You have one – one type that will double down and blame it on the fans, um, and and most of those creative types work for Marvel. <laughs> um, or you have ones that will go back and be honest and say, this was not good. My, my we, best, should have, yeah. we should have done better, and I'm sorry, and I would like to make it up if I can. Brian Singer's making it up with the X-Men movies. So basically, oh, you're saying that Joel Schumacher kind of qualifies because he apologized for Batman and Robin. Absolutely, Joel Schumacher <laughs> has gone. Yes, has apologized for his Batman film. No. He That's spent right. an entire commentary session with Batman and Robin, profusely apologizing to mm-hmm. the audience. And I'm sorry. I mean, I, 
yeah, he may have made Batman and Robin, but I mean, the studio wanted a certain type of film, and that's what he made. Yeah. Yep. But he made a he made a modern day '60s version of Batman. It's totally right. right. But but to be able to come out to have the Stones to come out and say I screwed up, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, fans. Oh yeah, that's huge to me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, nothing but respect to me yeah. for that. Jr., would you like to see this movie? No, because I don't yeah. really feel they had a story they believed in. Uh, I remember when we were, we were discussing it years ago because there was uh, there were like delays in the script and delays. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I remember we were talking about it, and I, my opinion was I think the reason there's delays is they just don't have a story. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, then when Ramey went into Amy Pascal, I mean, I, I think he said in an interview, he said, I just, don't, I just don't think I can pull this off. One, they gave him a deadline, yeah. and he didn't think he could do, you know, do it. But I, I don't think they had a story. So, no, I, I, I wouldn't. Have, I mean, I like the idea that they finally realized that, yeah, you know, they needed to have Spidey beat up some of his B and C list villains in like the early minutes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which is what they would have done with Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like that. They finally got that idea. I wish we could have seen some of that. Yeah. But um, no, I, I don't think there was I, a story. I don't think Mysterio's a B list, C list villain. I think he could be an A lister. Uh, yeah, I, I, he, he's B list. Yeah. Is he? He hasn't yeah, done well, all that much, Brad. He he would have been great with the Bruce Campbell twist. I, I just, that that was building up for three films. I think that's the best idea. Mm-hmm. Of Name the whole thing. one excellent Mysterio story. Exactly. <clears throat> when he uh, fooled Spider Man and did that, he was gigantic in that amusement park. Spider-Man 67? <laughs> I love that cover. What about the what about the, the, cover the t- was the best thing about that about that story? What about the time he lured the amazing friends to Hollywood and the Hulk fought him? Seriously. Yeah, Chame- <laughs> Chameleon has better villainous moments in Spider-Man than, than Mr. Joe does. JR, you got a good mysterious story? Not really. Okay. I mean, really the only other iconic 80s story that you could have probably possibly adapted would be Craven's Last Hunt, but you had to have introduced Craven as a concept yeah, prior yeah. to it. They and, just cast somebody that makes me wonder if they're not setting Craven up. Oh, what's his name? The guy. Um, from, um, they, they just cast him, and I don't remember his name. They cast him along with that Martin. He's the guy. He was the guy from. Uh, he he was in Prometheus, right? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think it's that same guy. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And it makes I, me wonder when I saw this guy, and I saw him because he's kind of ripped. And I saw him, and I thought, "Oh my God! I wonder if they're trying to cast Craven." It's either him or maybe I was thinking like maybe Mac Gargan or something like the Scorpion or something. Oh, dude! If if they, if oh, Logan can... Marshall Green. Ooh, that yeah. does like look like Craven. I told mm-hmm. yeah. Whoa! If, if they sit there and and they set up a Craven the Hunter, that'd be great. And, uh, and they try to pull that off. I don't think they'll do it in two. I think they'll do it in the third movie. Because mm-hmm. to me, that that that's your that's like your season five villain if you're a TV show. At this point, he'll have to imperil Aunt May. Uh, she'll have to be the damsel in distress until Peter can get out of preschool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, let's move on to another topic. Uh, Ashley, you've got this one about uh, the new animated Spider-Man movie. Yeah, so we've all heard the rumors <clears throat> about the new animated Spider-Man movie that will be coming out. I think it's been scheduled for 2018 now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. December 21st, yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, that was all the information we had about it until recently. It was confirmed that uh, Miles Morales would be the focus. Um, it has been confirmed. There's been a rumor going on. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think okay. it was like wishful thinking on a writer's part. I, I think but so, I think too. They, but... 
with the article saying that they've got a hold of like some potential titles. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not sure what the source is on that, but it's, they're looking at Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man, or Ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales. But it seems like there's a lot of um, a lot of support for this this rumor. And again, um, it's going to be directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the team behind um, the the Lego Movie. Yep, everything is awesome. Yep. <laughs> and the upcoming awesome. Lego and the I upcoming think, Lego Batman. I'm not sure they're directing. I think they might just be writing and producing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're. Actually, directing it. I, I guess the bigger thing I want to take away from this is: Would we like an animated Miles Morales movie, or would we like it Peter Parker? I have no interest in seeing an animated Miles movie. It would be different than the live action one. Yeah. Well, uh, I thought that, I thought see, this I animated I thought this animated film was tying into the action one somehow. Oh, I I hadn't heard that. To I heard, me, I wouldn't do a Miles in animation. I would I would save Miles for. The MCU Spider-Man Four. You introduce Miles, maybe in Spider, uh, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming or, or Spider-Man Prom, which will probably be the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> Spider-Man Prom. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I stole that from Jr. By the way. Good oh. Job. Um, but <laughs> followed by Spider-Man Three Prom Night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figure Spider-Man Three. Brown cow. I figure, <laughs> I, I figure uh, MCU Spider-Man Three will be Spider-Man Graduation for real this time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Spider-Man <laughs> Super Senior. <laughs> Super Senior. Yeah. Spider-Man Graduates because you've only seen it two other times on screen before. Wow. That's a true story. Just before we get to see Spider-Man SAT. Well, I think I think you can still do that, Zach. <laughs> If they use the animated movie to kind of get through his origin and introduce him to the audience, because I know one of the big concerns is, isn't this going to be confusing to audiences? Oh, there's two Spider-Men, you know, who's Miles? How is he Spider-Man? Is he replacing Spider-Man? And they won't really get the, oh, he's Spider-Man from another universe. You kind of lose people with that one. So maybe they can use this movie to set him up, introduce him, get people familiar with him, and that way, you know, if later on down the road in the... um. MCU, they could bring him in, yeah. and they wouldn't have to go through any awkward backstory. I, or I just think backstory. Miles works better as a legacy character, mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to uh, 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 what, what's Robin to Batman? Uh, a sidekick, a, a sidekick, yes, a trainee, a trainee. I just don't think he works. He works better carrying the torch. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just yeah, yeah. Just Spider Man like in spirit. I'm excited for it because um, Spider-Man is living for Uncle Ben, and and uh, or that's his motivation. I think Miles is to to live on Peter's legacy. I think, mm-hmm. but that's taken away from him at the moment. Yeah, true. But if you if you kill off Peter Parker in, in, in Graduation Day, <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> Lord. I think I, I, I love I how we're already naming the third movie. film Graduation Day, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's just, yeah, it's, it's one of those situations with Miles, it's so complicated. Granted, the MCU has done such a good job of incorporating all the best elements with their various characters that I feel like that if anybody can pull Miles off in a believable, rational fashion, it will be Kevin Flaggy and his group. JR, do you want a Miles Morales animated film? Nope. Well, you don't. Yeah. 
Don't I give a shit don't about care. Miles. I, you, you don't have don't any care. experience with the character, though. I don't give a shit about the character. Spider-Man <laughs> is Peter Parker, period. End yeah, of story. Yep, yep, yep. All right, all right. I would have, Although I would have watched a uh, Spider-Man 2099 movie. Oh, oh my god. god. But that I would have wanted happen. it set in Spider Huh? That needs to happen. I would have wanted it set in uh twenty ninety nine. Well remember those emails yeah. that said they were yeah. thinking about making one happen along with that what, seven or eight other things. They were thinking about it. Yeah. I wanna know what's in the All right. It's time uh, to do a little beatboxing with JR. Uh, JR, it's time for the beatbox oh. Spider Man story. Hit it. Well, you know, Brad, I really, yeah. you know, wasn't going to talk about beatboxing a lot. I was really going to talk about the uh, the Brexit and the uh, the European Union. Okay, feel free. Oh, well, wow. Well, because you know what the European Union is. You know, it um, it began after World War II to foster economic cooperation uh, because, you know, Europe had been fighting with each other for centuries or whatever. And, and this was the idea, you know, maybe if they worked together in a single market – uh, you know they wouldn't they wouldn't uh, fight each other anymore. And Maybe we'd stop a, invading each other all willy nilly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And eventually, twenty eight uh, twenty eight countries uh, joined um, the uh, European Union, uh, and uh, one of them, uh, okay, which will come into a, you know a play later, was Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, England has had or Great Britain has had a lot of. Uh, misgivings about the European Union and one of those is because uh the the uh, one of the main principles of European Union membership is the free movement of people which means that you don't need a visa to go and live in another eastern european country so in in many ways uh just like Donald Trump is kind of inflaming things here uh Immigration is a very big deal in uh, in in the UK right now, and uh, they're very sensitive to it, and that's one reason why a lot of people want to exit the European Union. Uh, in 2005, uh, about 25 percent of uh, new immigrants and uh, workers uh, were Polish, which must have included this guy. <laughs> uh, oh, I see. What I was like, where is Jr. going with this? <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Newcastle, UK. Now, yeah. actually, this is uh, 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 the 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 city is actually called Newcastle on the on upon Tyne. Uh, it's a university city on the River Tyne in northeast England. I mean, this is actually uh, actually much much closer to Scotland uh, than it is London. Well, Newcastle has a problem. <laughs> Newcastle has this moron <laughs> <laughs> who um, yeah. Who decided to set up a boombox mm-hmm. and decided to beatbox? And uh, anyway, this this fellow's name is Piotr Hedgeduk or whatever, <laughs> and he has per- been performing his routine in the Newcastle City Center since his arrival from Poland in November. Okay, Poland, November two thousand fifteen. One of the twenty five percent of the immigrants who were from Poland. So this, ladies and gentlemen is why great United Kingdom wants to exit the European Union because they had to let this loser in. <laughs> they had to allow him in because of the they had to allow the free <laughs> movement of people and so they couldn't stop him at the border. And so now he's there. <laughs> and he's beatboxing and he's got a boombox dressed in a and, Spider-Man and suit. He's dressed as Spider-Man and he's doing this whole stupid <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> you know, which basically sounds like what you would do when, you know, like my brother and I, when we were, you know, young and we had no more words to insult each other, we would just do raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Michael Winslow has joined the podcast. <laughs> From Police Academy fame, yes. So so that's what beatboxing is. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, maybe one day Lynn Miranda, maybe one day Lynn Manuel Miranda will be able to do a Broadway musical uh, legitimizing beatboxing the way he's done hip hop. But I wouldn't really hold my breath. But anyway, so here's beatboxing Spider-Man. Who back home he would perform his Spider-Man beatbox routine at clubs, concerts, and children's parties, and was determined to use his talent on Northeast soil. So, in other words, he failed miserably in Poland. Mm-hmm. So, if you fail miserably in Poland, I mean, you know, this is another thing. I'm thinking back. This must be what Lech Walesa. This must be why he helped found the trade union Solidarity back in 1980. <laughs> Uh, this must be why he, you know, stood up against the Soviet Union and the Polish dictatorial government and went to jail many times or whatever, you know, and helped more or less start this movement, which is eventually steamrolled to the collapse of communism. <laughs> and I know that Luck Willis probably looked upon this fellow very proudly and said, yeah, this is why I did it. This is why <laughs> I did it. So some moron <laughs> could have freedom of movement to go anywhere he wanted in Europe and be a beatboxing Spider-Man and see, and, and how does he frame, you know, people don't want to listen to him. Yeah. Now, how does he frame people not wanting to listen to him? Do they frame it as his boombox is too loud? Do they frame it as beatboxing is stupid? Do they frame it as why doesn't he go out and get a real job? You know, no, he interprets it as a freedom of speech issue. Mm. I am very disappointed. People like watching me. Other people are allowed to make as much noise as they want, but not me. I feel I am being discriminated against. (laughs) Yes, because it is still legal to discriminate against stupidity. (laughs) So anyway... Earlier this month, Piotr spoke to the Chronicle, which is some a UK paper, who said he always wanted to be a superhero. I've liked Spider-Man ever since I was a child. I came here and got a job at a food factory and thought I would do my beatbox Spider-Man. <coughs> I bought my Spider-Man costume on eBay for 40 pounds, and I come to Newcastle. That's like 60 or 70 bucks to us. <laughs> and that's how the story ends. How yeah. much you pay for the damn costume, and the fact that uh, you know he he can't, he doesn't realize that proper English would be I came to Newcastle. This is why I come to Newcastle. <laughs> uh, you know, but anyway. So this so on June twenty third, <laughs> the British are going to have a um, the British are going to have a vote okay. on whether yes. or not to exit the European Union, and I think that. Uh, if as if this guy is any allowing the free movement across Europe, if this guy is any example, they should bail out as fast as they possibly can. <laughs> Paul Harvey, good day. <laughs> it, it makes me miss the times when Bailey was on the show because Bailey would have just thrown out some dope ass public enemy or some <laughs> shit right now. But there's there there is one other person on here. Yeah. 
uh, on the podcast right now who's not a rapper but who is a vocalist. And I don't I, – I know that they're probably uh, a little scared of me revealing it, but I think people should know. And that I is know. Ashley. You want me to sing? Oh, so sorry. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley has a really good uh, version of Look at My Horse. What? Look at my horse. Yeah, the uh, the song on YouTube. What? Yeah. <laughs> Look at my horse. My horse is amazing. You were singing it uh, one night before uh, before one of the podcasts. What? <laughs> <laughs> Way to sell it, George. <laughs> I want to sing that now. Because I've never heard it in my life. With a female Jack Sparrow. What? You've never what? you've never what? heard "Look at my horse." My horse is amazing. No. Well, what? I said that to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Hornacek requested you get this topic, by the way, George, when I posted it on the front page. <laughs> he requested that I get this, okay. No, that, I'm sorry, the JR get this. He says, quote, can't, <laughs> Make up your mind, Douglas. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if I had a horse. I uh, can't wait to hear JR be asked to talk about this on the next Crawl Space podcast. So there you go, Hornacek. I hope you weren't, uh, I hope you weren't disappointed, Hornacek. I still don't uh, understand what's going on. I, I didn't catch that either. But we're moving on. We're moving on to chicken nuggets. We're talking about chicken nuggets. And, of course, Douglas talks about food. There you go. Evidently, Marvel has teamed up with a chicken company to release gluten-free, no hormones added, no super soldier serum added, 100% natural Avengers chicken nuggets. Now, these chicken nuggets come in the form of a Hulk hand. A Captain America star and an Iron Man face, but so, not Spider Man. But so not Spider Man, because Spider Man is in what often? He's in the Avengers. So, would you like a Spider Man chicken nugget, Zach? <laughs> Let me do my best, Jr. Oh, that question's gonna hurt. <sighs> that 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 is a quote, isn't it? Would you like a chicken nugget, Zach? What do you guys think of the Marvel chicken nuggets? I can't really. I, I'm going to take your word for it that they look like the shapes they're supposed to be. Yeah. Do you not see yeah. the image? Well, I mean, like, for instance, if they had a green chicken nugget, I can see it to be the Oh, Hulk you don't nugget. want to eat the green chicken nugget. <laughs> that might actually give you, like, uh, gonorrhea. <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, yeah, well, I mean, well, if it's going to be a Cooked with ra- one, gamma radiation. Yeah, cooked with gamma radiation. <laughs> yeah, so, put it in the microwave. Like Does your microwave you explode? No. What, Ashley? Are they even going to look like they do on the box? That's what I was asking. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because every time you so, usually get one of chicken nuggets, with supposed to be in shapes. They're like always like some piece of it missing off or something yeah. like, like it's all like deformed. So, Brad, yeah. I think we have a we have a you have a resident expert available to you. Uh, uh, her, her name is Ava Marie. So I think you should buy these chicken nuggets and do a video review of it. There you go. A uh, video a vid- a video review of chicken nuggets. There we go. That's fun. Jr. Are you a nugget fan? <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like your chicken covered in batter and shaped like the Hulk? <laughs> I am just so thoroughly grossed out now. I mean, I, I, first of all, you know, at first I thought, you know, how, just this is already a stupid topic. Just how stupid yeah. can it get? Yeah. And I realized that there actually is no bottom to just how stupid <laughs> some of these topics that you choose can get. <laughs> what so, other podcast are you going to get Marvel chicken nugget talk, damn it? 
why? Why? I mean, this, this is the, the, the guy who, who posted this was the best Spider-Man podcast on the net is going to come back in yeah. iTunes and take out his take his vote back. Oh, come on, come on! We're, the goal I mean, of this was, is to have fun. Instead, you guys turn into Douglas fucking sucks. <laughs> Jeez, it's That's chicken nuggets. Every show. every show it is. Okay, no, fu- George, you got to I mean, have the something. Only thing that could be worse would be a segment of Ditko News coming up later. Oh no, no. <laughs> it is coming up later. Uh, <laughs> George, you're the funny man on the show. Give yeah, me something funny about these chicken con- nuggets. What's not funny about mechanically separated chicken? <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, they say you don't want to know how ch- uh, sausage is made. Do you not want to know how chicken nuggets are made? Absolutely not. I've seen the movie. Have you seen that video from McDonald's that they do? You do not want to know. Oh, my God. (laughs) But they taste so damn yummy. Just dip them in the barbecue and forget about it. Don't don't you don't want to know how they're made because oh. it is not it's it's, it's not, not pretty it, but it, man it it's not it's, it's a tasty snack that the dirty hippies put a scourge on towards us you know that didn't want to know I, but they're I, like you need to know what you're eating and we're like why I mean this is this is I, delicious you know chicken processed there you goodness go. let me just See, say that mechanically separated yeah. is is about as horrible as it gets all right. Um, well, I'm going to end on Ditko news. I forgot a topic that is aimed at Mike. So we're going to go from nuggets from hell to hell. All yeah. right. You well, forgot, you forgot my topic. You forgot there, another one. Yeah, what, what was your topic? And oh, Donald Glover. Oh, hell. All right. We're going we to Mephisto. Four topics, bro. Cause you, you got the toys. <laughs> I apologize. I was wrapping this show up. I forgot about Donald Glover and I wow. forgot about Mephisto. Let's hit up Mephisto. Mephisto returns. Uh, yes. Um, if anyone has been re- following uh, Spider-Man uh, Deadpool, um, well, for reasons we won't get into too convoluted, uh, Peter Parker, uh, Deadpool uh, shot shoot, Peter Parker. Shoot him in the head. Yeah. Yeah. And so Peter Parker died again. Um, while he was there, there was some convoluted part from involving Mysterio, who was in a coma, trying to take over Peter, and Deadpool came in to save the day and all that stuff. But after all this stuff happened a, a certain a certain um, man in red yeah. showed up Santa Claus uh, no no different oh, no. Oh, oh. Satan no. well, Satan they won't call him that but he for for all technical purposes he pretty much is um, and so he basically whispered the following words to Peter before he got better and woke up I am the architect of your ultimate fall and I'm going to tell you a secret about your life, about why you'll never find true happiness. And you will always be missing something, incomplete, unfinished. And ultimately, no matter how hard you fight, which cause you choose, the battle will always end with your facing emptiness. <laughs> so when did Mr. Rogers get on the call? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mr. Rogers goes to hell. I mean, what the hell? Well, I See, think now, nice. now, now, now I every think, time hey. I, I, I hear Mephisto's dialogue in my head, it's going to be Mike. Before it was Joe Quesada. Now it's, now it's now Mike. now it's going to be Mike. It's creepy as hell. Yeah. Well, that's wow. But yeah. But I guess that's, that's what he was going for. So, but yeah, Mike, but is, this a, is this a, a legitimate plot point they're bringing up? Or is, I think, well, here's it, the thing. I don't think they're Is it a troll it. of the longtime fans that are still well, bothered by this storyline? I don't think they're going to do anything with undoing one more day. But it's just 
but it's it salt in the nice wounds. See that Joe Kelly is at least acknowledging that there should have been some consequences to that whole Mephisto deal thing. Because remember, if you for those of you who wanted to forget one more day, um, sorry, yeah, yeah, unforgettable. Oh, that's what you are. Anyway, oh, um, but um, anyway, but when that <laughs> happened. Mephisto said that there was supposed to be always some piece of something out of Peter and Mary Jane's life that was going to be missing, even though it wasn't their soul. So he's at least bringing this up about that. You kind of hinting that, oh, no, this is not this is always that no matter what Peter does, there's always going to be this hole in his life. And I know comic book resources today has this whole thing about R is is one more day being coming unraveled. And they did this whole thing about, oh, you know, they're leading this back to Aunt May being sick and everything because, hey, you know, because the whole thing, devil deal happened because Aunt May was dying and they needed and wanted to save her life. Well, guess what? She's dying again. So, yeah. so the, yeah. that devil kind of showing how that deal with the devil was so worth it. So, but um, no, I do not think this is going to be any kind of undoing of one more day anytime soon. It's just, it's just, but it is kind of showing that, yeah, it's, it's still a deal. It's, it's still in the background. It's yeah. It's still there and I do think it's it's actually I do kind of and I do kind of applaud Joe Kelly for actually having deciding, hey, you know what? We should acknowledge this type thing. We should acknowledge that it is kind of, that it should be there should be some consequences from this rather yeah. than just kind of oh let's let's just do it and forget about it. So And the Deadpool Spidey book is really I like it a it lot. It is really good, yeah. It, and, it's 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 amazing because it's set with Peter in his Parker Industries model, mm-hmm. but uh, it 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 feels more fun. Right. I mean, it's 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 a, a more grown up Peter. The can you imagine the the Peter that was fighting Iron Man in the recent issues going up against Deadpool with the same banter? Oh, I no. mean, it no. would just be awful. Spider Man in, in the Deadpool Spider Man book is more grown up mm-hmm. than he is in Amazing. Well, yeah, because Spider-Man in that book is supposed to be the is supposed to be the uh, straight man to Deadpool's, um, you know, yeah, I mean, clown. Yeah, person. yeah, it's it's the Abbott and Costello effect kind of going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any thoughts on Mephisto uh, uh, taunting Peter in his death state? Anyone? Do mm. really the same thing? Yeah. I mean, it's people shouldn't get their hopes up that any of this is going to undo one more day. Uh, we have the poll up at CBR, which I just refreshed. Uh, and at CBR, of all places, the poll right now, the questions are, yes, Peter and MJ belong together, or no way, they're better off being apart. And it's 90% to 10%. percent in <laughs> like favor. 1,300 votes. To like <clears throat> wow. And you know, now it's 1,916 to 214 against. Wow. And it's funny because, you know, you get the, you get the inevitable people, well, this isn't, this isn't a good representative poll uh, on the Internet. Uh, you, can, you can't take that and use that as a, uh, as a good, accurate gauge. You can't do it. It's the Internet. And, uh, but this mirrors the exact same shit that they ran right after One More Day on CBR. The yeah. poll. It, it was the exact same result. Here's incredibly the th- consistent. Here's the thing, though. Um, they do bring up the point is that because DC has now brought back the – old you know the post crisis superman who was married to lois lane and who now has a kid after five years um they're thinking maybe could that marvel take a hint from that from their competition and try marvel to do that should with- take a hint from that but they won't this this entire thing 
is an, and I've said it a billion times, is an ego thing for Joe Quesada. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's something that while he is there, it will always be there. Right. There's enough pe- and there's enough people in, Mar- in Marvel's current bullpen who have all said, oh, we want a single Spider-Man. Even though every sing- they've pretty much established with One More Day, every- no matter what relationship Peter gets in, it's always doomed to fail. That's why we got such lackluster love interest all this for the past ten years or so. Yeah, no, I mean, no one would love for one more day to get thrown out or addressed and have you know the marriage restored or you know mm-hmm. more than me. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I mean, I well, I mean, peeps, aside from some of the other people on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and we know Ashley is a big fan of the marriage, and um, <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, Quesada tried too hard to, to break what, what you know to fix what wasn't broken in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this was all about what he wanted, not about what anybody else wanted. It was what he himself wanted, and so this is not going to be undone anytime soon. Yeah. No. And I'll go even further. Even if Quesada was to leave the company, Brevard's of the same mindset, and until Brevard's gone, I don't think it'll happen either. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other thoughts on Mephisto popping up for the first time since what? Oh eight. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, Donald Glover's been cast in Amazing Spider-Man Homecoming, George. Uh, uh, yes. Hu- yeah. Huge Spider-Man fan. Well, you know, uh, Donald Glover was the one that uh, that uh, a small section of fandom was clamoring for to become Spider-Man, you know, or to play Peter Parker. Because you remember yeah. we, we did that whole thing, you know, where, where there's some people who think, well, you know, and it, even some film reviewers, you know, were, were mm-hmm. piping up after Tom Holland – uh, became Spider-Man, and they were like, you know, well, you know, we missed a good chance to have a non-white Peter Parker, and I'm like, well, I, I don't know that it needs to happen anyway, but whatever. Um, so people were clamoring for Donald Glover. This is pandering to those folks. This is saying, oh, look, hey, we're diverse, and this is, I mean, like, I, I think like uh, like the Vulture and that new dude that they just cast in Martin Starr and Aunt May and Peter are like the only white people. And, no, and no, no, Zendaya's in this. Zendaya, you got Zendaya, you got the... I haven't even seen a picture of her, I don't think. Okay. She's in Casey Uh, Undercover. Uh, Well, wait, I don't know if you've seen... Oh, wait, yeah, because I watched that. Yeah. I'm sorry. The other guy... George does not have kids, or watch the Disney Channel. (laughs) Tony Rivoli from uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, Um, that one... Chick from uh, from like a soap that one life to live soap opera. No, um, I read whole- about it. I, I read today where uh, where John Watt, the director, was talking about how no, they wanted to make it as diverse as today's queens mm-hmm. uh, is, and 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 I guess I see it from that standpoint, you know, of, because it's not. I mean, the queens of today is not the queens of 1963. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> by any by any stretch of the imagination. Well, any no, ge- I- any guess who he's he could play on in the article I wrote. I, I, I don't think he could be Randy. I think, uh, I, I mean, I mean well, Robbie. I think he could be Randy, the son. I, I, I think there's a strong case to be made that maybe he's uh, maybe he's Hobie Brown. Maybe he's the Prowler. That'd be, Hobie Brown. That'd be awesome. The, the other thing is too is since they cast uh, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May, I would don't be surprised if they could if they could cast, um, you know, if they cast Glover as Robbie Robertson. Yeah, some people are saying Robbie. I don't, uh, yeah, I he's too. That. I can seem to go that way. Glover is Actually. thirty-two. I think I wrote in the article. Yes, yes. Yeah, the, yeah. That, uh, Robbie is in his fifties. Yeah, but Aunt May in the comics uh, is like yeah. something or years old or something. Can you yeah, can you imagine can you imagine a, a J.K. Simmons and and Glover together? No, I can't. Well, no, I can't because J.K. Simmons isn't going to be. Jonah. J.K. Simmons is Have not. Seen- I mean, uh, Jameson has to be in his fifties. 
Mm-hmm. He just I has think. to be. I don't see a forty-year-old Jameson. Yeah, his late fifties, his early sixties. Yeah, yeah. I, I if can't he's, if he's done correctly, but I could see them trying to make him uh, Robbie. I could see that. Mm-hmm. You could make you could make Jameson the same age as him at fifty. <laughs> oh, there you Have go. Have you James. seen J.K. Simmons lately? Oh, he's jacked, isn't he? He's going to be a Jack Commissioner Gordon. Oh my yep. god. Wow. Apparently, Bane is Commissioner Gordon. Let's see. What other topics haven't we hit? Uh, Zach, you want to talk about new spider toys? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, new Marvel Legends Spider Man. The brand new Marvel Legends uh, line. And there have been some leaks that's come out, but we've seen some, some sort of more official looking images. Yeah. Uh, we have. Uh, just to give the lineup right now, we are right now on sale. It came out in February. You got Spider Spider Ben, Spider Gwen, the Lethal Foes, Speed Demon, and Beetle, Morbius, and Jack O' Lantern. Speed Demon has the uh, Silvermane head, by the way. So on on the little race car, which is funny. Yes, that's just hilarious. So um, the new line, which the newest wave, which they're usually doing two waves a year. Okay, second wave of, for of Legends or yes. Spider Man. Okay. Spider-Man Legends, they're doing two waves a year. Oh, okay. In terms of Marvel Legends, there's about five waves. Yeah, there's a ton of them. $20 yeah, a figure, by the way. Yes. Good Lord. Oh, I dropped uh, out. Uh, if you if you wait long enough, though, like at Walmart, you can get the previous wave when the new wave comes out for like 15 So they usually drop it down. Um, all right, so you got the Ultimate Spider-Man. You've got Miles Morales, which is this is his second Marvel Legends figure. He had a or Met Legends type figure. He had a figure come out during Amazing Spider-Man One that looked like uh, he had roids. Um, <laughs> it was just a repaint. Re- it was a repaint. repaint. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't very good. This is a repaint too because you have uh, Ultimate Peter Parker and Miles, um, but they're both about the same height. And uh, Ultimate Peter Parker looks like he's going to come with a, a, a interchangeable Spider uh, Peter Parker head. Yeah, we don't know about Miles yet, but that's something that we've kind of seen some leaked images. Uh, you got Ashley Barton from Spider Verse. Yeah. Um, don't really care about that one. Uh, Ashley might like this one to go with her Black Cat figure. Silk is got a uh, Marvel Legends figure coming out. <coughs> Ashley, did you know there's an Ashley Spider f- person? I was I kind of like perked up at that. I'm like, wait, what? It, it's the name? it's okay. the. Uh, have you ever read Old Man Wolverine? I haven't. The, uh, the he comes across who who did Peter have a kid with to make this kid. They didn't actually specify. Or is Ashley is uh, Spider-Man's granddaughter? Granddaughter from okay. his third wife. Huh. Spider-Man got married three times. Like from Peter's yeah. third wife. Yeah, in Old Man Logan, he, they established that. Yeah, yeah, and oh yeah, and Hawkeye was his brother-in-law. Oh. That's right. No son-in-law. Excuse me. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, Old Man Logan has an Ashley Spider character in it. Yeah, and she appeared during Spider Verse a couple of times or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. There um, you go. Which is the yeah, and then you have um, Hobgoblin, Roddy, Roddy Kingsley. Yeah. So you know George hated the fact that uh, the Flaming Sword Goblin. AKA Ben Yur- or Phil Yurick came out as a build a figure. Phil Goblin. Yeah, Phil Goblin. Yeah. So now you got Rowdy Roddy build a figure ever. Yeah. <laughs> now you got Rowdy Roddy Kingsley. And uh we also have Classic Electro, or as I like to call it, the apology for the uh abomination of a Come, uh, comes with two heads I saw, yeah. Oh, it but, comes with two heads? Yeah, it comes with the the most recent one. 
uh, the brand where he's just scarred on his face, and then oh, the he's co- got the then, brand on his yeah, he's got the uh, brand, uh, and then it comes with the classic yellow. So yeah. everybody will be throwing away the um, the crappy yeah, one. Toss the crappy one. Let your dog chew it or something. <laughs> so, but I, I call I call this Electro the apology for that really horrible, yeah, amazing experiment to Electro. So, and it builds the the old uh, the um, current Space Knight Venom. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. So, Which will probably be canceled soon based on the sales <laughs> estimates of that. Yeah, time. yeah. yeah. It's not, um, being canceled the, never never stop people from collecting a toy. Yeah, oh no! True. I tell you right now, that battle th- that thing will sell for like fifty or sixty bucks yeah. when it comes out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the this is the new wave. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll see next year's wave at uh, San Diego. Just kind of giving a uh, uh, tease, probably for next month. But uh, right now, it looks like that is. There, I don't think there's going to be any surprises. The only thing yeah. that might come up is um, Walgreens has has got an exclusive deal with Hasbro for variants. And I can't find exclusive. anything at my Walgreens. JR, I've been looking for that pop Green Goblin, and I can't find that at Walgreens exclusive for nothing. No, I haven't seen any of the Me wa- neither. No, I mean, I, I think, like, you know, there were, what, four exclusive figures, three yeah. Spider-Man variations. I tried looking for a Miles Pop, and I didn't see that either. No, yeah. I, mean, I, I I think each store probably got one set of them. Yeah. And those, you know, collectors grabbed them right off the shelves, and yeah. there, there's no more. So Yeah, you're going you're gonna to have to do eBay. Or the, the other one I would recommend is Hasbro Toy Shop. Well, you're going to take it in the shorts on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Story. yeah. So how many figures, Zach? Uh, so we got two, four, there's six figures, which generally, that's generally a wave. The very first wave was kind of unique in that it had, um, six figures and then they had like three variants that they came out with in the second half. So you're going to drop $120 to build this Space Knight Venom. Goddamn. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, really to me, the only ones that I'm really looking forward to is the Miles, yeah. um, and the, the Hobgoblin and Classic Electro. Yeah. So those are the only – I might actually pick up the ultimate Peter Parker just because my pizza spidey, pizza slice spidey. Uh, now, the pizza be, spice with the mask up is cool. I think that is a good I have the mask up, but I don't have the regular head. Yeah. So it's either buy another Ben Riley, which may or may not happen, Yeah. Um, so I can have a spider carnage. All right. Let's wrap this show up with some Ditko. What do we got it? Ditko News! Yeah, we got Ditko News. Uh, over on Comic Book Resources, they had a uh, article up, just posted the other day, asking, was Steve Ditko's name uh, excised from the Amazing Spider-Man letter pages when he left the book? And if you look, uh, he was not mentioned after issue 38, and it took until issue number 50 for a man from... His name is Brad. There you go. He must be a Ditko fan. He's from Winnipeg, Canada. And in issue issue number 50, he said, Dear Stan and John, John Romita does not draw Spider-Man as well as your previous artist. And I know you won't print this because he left Marvel. (laughs) You have avoided mentioning his name like the plague. Furthermore, you only print the complimentary letters in your letter pages, and I'm getting mighty sick of reading the same old, wow, was that ever a great issue. This guy went on later to work for Comics Alliance. (laughs) (laughs) It's a foregone conclusion that Marvel Comics are much better than any other comic publications, but the mere fact 
that no real criticism appears in your letter pages seems to me suspicious. And on the rare occasion when a letter of criticism does appear, half a dozen irate fans write you calling the author a loon and a traitor, and then they do a podcast in 1965. <laughs> Getting back to John Romita's art, I must say that although he is a good artist, his predecessor was better at illustrating Spidey because his art created a mood unlike any other artist, and Spidey has suffered without that mood. Sure, Mr. Romita draws nice pictures, but the lack of the aurora of mystery of drama that they once had... Sure, the stories are good, Stan, although I'd like to see more of the mystery cops and robbers variety, but Spidey is no longer Spidey. <clears throat> People have been pissed off at Spidey for a long time, haven't they? Mm -hmm. John draws prettier girls and handsomer guys, but that's not the point. He doesn't give Spidey that special artistic flavor. Flavor, sorry. Which made it one of Spidey's, uh, one of the most complete comic books ever put out. I used to favor... Does this guy have a uh, clock on as a necklace? <clears throat> flavor, Flav. Uh, I used to favor Spidey even more than the FF, but not anymore. Spidey is number two now. Well, I guess I've sunk myself as far as getting this printed as you seem so unwilling to print criticism. You keep saying that you never get any, but this re that's ridiculous. Even as good as your mags are, incidentally, if it'll make you feel any better, your second-rate filler, Doctor Strange, is still, oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> is still, is still better oh, than your competition... Who you ref you child childishly refer to as Brand Ech. All right, so Stan gets at his typewriter back in 1965 or whatever. He goes, Brad, old buddy, you've just cut us to the quick. You've shocked, staggered, and stunned us. We never expected a true believer like you to write such a thing. We thought that you, you above all, would be the first to understand, the first to realize, the first to know that it's special Ech, not Ech. But it's to go, egg, yeah. Mr. I read for a living. But, <clears throat> but to go from the ridiculousness to the inane, we admit that it's our policy never to mention artists who have since departed from the Halion, Halcyon, Halcyon haunts of Marvel to seek their fortunes elsewhere. Perhaps we're wrong in doing so, but we feel it isn't fair to mention guys who no longer who are no longer here in the bullpen, where they can speak for themselves. In fact, that's the reason we don't mention competitive mags by title either. We enjoy kidding around with the name brand Ech, but we can refer to anyone, which can refer to anyone, but we'd never use the peerless power of our magnificent, magnificent mags to knock some other hard-working bunch of writers and artists by name. Now let's all pause to dry our eyes. Well, isn't it interesting how Stan uh, is civil to the guy yeah i was about to say this is a good example of how you yeah. uh, don't have to uh say f off to a customer <laughs> yeah uh and and i guess stan's reasoning for dropping uh, not mentioning ditko is he didn't want to have you buy a different magazine and he i guess he didn't want to drop what do you that's, what, that's a that's a legit uh, thing. it's a legit thing i mean uh it said, "What do you guys think of this, uh, Stan's reaction and the and the lack of Ditko mentioning mentioned after thirty eight? Well, we I mean, he's he's being classy about it. I he mean, is that's just about it. Yeah. Plus, we don't know that Ditko didn't say, hey, don't you know, talk about me when I'm gone.' Yeah. Yeah. No. No, because Ditko Ditko's a weird cat. I agree. Yeah. That's why he's so fascinating. He just and, fascinates and I can see me. Ditko like leaving and saying, you know what? Take take my name off of all the things. Yeah." From here on out, don't don't even don't don't even refer to, or something like that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Jr. Any thoughts? How many years did you go back to dig this one up? Uh, last week, Comic Book Resources did an article <laughs> on this. 
an article that <clears throat> refers references a fifty-year-old letter to the editor. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sure. Why not? I, 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 and I, it's I, somehow news. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Any final thoughts? Well, I mean, we could have tied this together with the uh, beatbox story, so, so we could have a little, you know, little beat going or something with all the, the way I originally, you're pronouncing I originally Davis planned it, but on. then I forgot Mephisto. How can I forget Mephisto? It's like know. it's like he threw a rock at my head. Yeah. Or a cinder block. Aye, aye, aye. Is Wendy going to be up there when you get back up upstairs? Uh, she may not. She may there not. And it's my anniversary tomorrow, 11 years. Or today. Hey, today is my wedding oh anniversary. Oh, my God. And the oh. day we're recording this is June 17th, which is the anniversary. Not anymore. It's June 8th. It, oh, happy birthday. It's June 18th in Missouri. All right. That's a wrap. 